0: Yeah, Andre mentions anointed and everything because um, a lot of the time even in Zambia, I didn't feel that anointing. I didn't feel like I was kind of ready enough to actually do the mission. A lot of my team, some of the team members here probably know that as well. I was like, oh, come on. I feel like useless. Um, but I want to find out how many, how many of us have ever felt like that? That we've, we've never been, we felt that we're not good enough to actually be used from God, for God. Put the hands up. Yeah, my, my hand's there as well because that's what I felt like in Zambia. Um, How many of us have ever felt, no, there's someone you need to pray for healing, but you felt, I'm not going to go pray for them just in case they don't get healed and I look like an idiot? Okay. Yeah, cool. Okay. So I'm I'm just getting that I'm speaking to the right people this morning. (laughs) Okay. How many of you have actually, um, a service? you've you felt your heart pounding. Someone's talking to you, someone like me, and someone's talking to you, and, and your heart's pounding. You think, oh, that person's talking just to me. And you, and then there's a call, and you say, come up, and, and we'll pray for you. And you say, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. How many have been like that? Okay, cool. We're getting more and more people on board here. Okay. <laughs> How many of you, um, when you are ministering, if you if you worship in your church, or if you in a church gathering, or even if you're at work, have you ever, ever felt um, a word from God, maybe, where, where you felt, okay, God is saying I need to go and speak to this person, um, or you felt a pain all of a sudden, let's just say, for example, it's a pain in your knee that you never had, um, if I get a pain in my knee, it's probably because I went surfing yesterday and I'm unfit, so it's not anything else other than unfitness, but you're just saying you get a pain and it's there, and then and you don't know what's going on, and then later on it goes away. And you, you can't explain that. Uh, any of you had that? You've had a pain that comes and goes, like an, a very extreme pain. You've had that, and it comes and it goes, and you don't know where it's come from, and you find afterwards. Some people have had that. Okay. That, that might be from God, or it might be, just be you. Or, you, or you're or sitting in a service, and you get this word of God, and, and you say, I must go speak to that person, and you don't do that. Hands? Okay. Cool. Some slightly less hands. Okay. Cool. Okay. Good gauging. Okay, my message this morning is about sort of unlocking your potential, knowing, knowing what, what God has put inside of you and, and releasing that. Um, I just felt that um, we, we need to, this is a spirit-filled church. Amen? This is where you guys say amen? Yes, amen? This is a spirit-filled church, and I, I believe that we need to unlock the, the door to open up and let all the spirit-filled church, which is you people, out into the community, into Southern Word, into East London, into the world. And, and, and this message is about um, motivating us and encouraging us to actually do that. Um, there's, uh, oopsie. In, in line with, uh, Andre and Sonica have been preaching about a, a spirit-empowered church the last few weeks. So I think this is in line with, with what, what they, they've been preaching about. Um, and also the five rivers um, that, that our church is flowing in. There should be a little picture of uh, the fullness of, of Christ. And if you look in the center there, the pastoral one, the, it says there that everybody is a somebody. Everybody is a somebody. And I think a lot of us sitting here have got that heart, that we've got a heart for, for everyone being a somebody. There's value to people. People have got value in their life. And a lot of people, you look and you see people and you, and you think they don't have value in themselves and you want to go and share something with them, to bring them up and to, to show them that they, they are valued and that God loves them. So I think that's where, that's where a lot of our hearts are, and, and I, I, want, I want to speak into that as well. Uh, I also feel, seeing we plant in this church next Saturday, Sunday, um, that we, we, we as a church need to be empowered to go out and be there on Saturday. So when Andre said, I'm going to be there, unfortunately I can't be there, so it's probably a bad thing, but I'm um, out of the country next weekend, so I've got, a, I've got a valid excuse. So, anyone that's not out of the country next weekend, put your hand up. Okay, no one's. Everyone's scared to put their hand up now. <laughs> no, they, they got a video camera at the back there. So, as you put your hand up, they're making note of who you, who's coming next week. No, Jacks. But unfortunately, I'm not here. But I, I think it's, it's about empowering us to, to, to unlock the spiritual gifts in us. So, I'm going to share a bit of stories. I'm going to share some verses. I'm going to share some testimonies—not mine, some other people's testimonies. Um, I've asked permission for 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 them to to share their, their testimonies, and and I and I want to just make you sort of just think about where God wants to unlock your potential and where He wants to use you as a child of God. Um, end of year last year, I was reading reading this book, Healing Unplugged, by Randy Clark and some other pastor, and it's about an interview. These two pastors interview each other. And, and they ask themselves these questions. Okay, these guys are like huge guys, you know, in terms of ministry. They've been around for many, many years. And they ask themselves the questions. Okay, well, how did you get saved? What were your awesome experiences with God? Um, you know, what, what was, was there something that changed in your life that made you go deeper with Christ? And, and these questions, I thought, oh, that's quite cool. So I thought, oh, that's a cool idea for a message. So I'm going to interview myself. might be a bit weird, but I'm going to interview myself in in line with that. Now, I thought to myself, okay, these guys are these massive ministers of the gospel. And I think to myself, but who am I? I'm a nobody compared to them. But I thought, well, let me just do this exercise and ask myself the same questions. And um, through that, I want, I want you challenge. I'm going to sell some stories, and that's going maybe challenge you that, that you, you could be just like these, these guys. It just because they've got this fancy title and been around for many years in the ministry doesn't mean that we can't, you and I can't do exactly the same things that they, they're doing through, through God. So there's some questions there um, that should come up. Yeah. So the questions that, that are asked is, like, what is your story? So where do you come from? Um, in terms of your Christian Christian background and when you came to know Christ, um, how were you called? Major events? How have you have you experienced any breakthroughs? Um, uh, have you? How have you developed your ability to see or hear in the Spirit? Uh, the greatest stories and the greatest disappointments. So, so I, I started looking at some of those and said, okay, what is my story? So, Alan, tell me what is your story. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I like to, we want to make it a bit humorous as well. So my background, am not going to give you my background. Some of you heard my salvation testimony, but basically I wasn't I was I an a, a, a angel at all. Let's leave it like that, but I was definitely no angel. Um, and then when I wanted to marry my wife, we went to the pastor at this other church, and he said, I'm not going to marry you until I know that you're born again. And I thought, dude, what are you smoking? This is like, I don't know what you're talking about here. I I went to Catholic church, so I thought, okay, I'll go to church, I'm a Christian, cool. Um, But I never knew about a relationship with with, with Jesus, so being born again was like something really foreign to me. So we we left, and my wife that night told me everything about having a relationship with Jesus, and she led me to the Lord. So, amen for that. (laughs) Okay, so there was, I can't remember what night of Monday or Tuesday night, whatever it was. The next day, for some reason, okay, that, that night when, 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 when we prayed, uh, I felt all dizzy and I felt like the room was spinning around. I had to hold the wall, stop myself from falling over, and I thought this was like really weird, and I just left it to one side. I didn't know what it was. Then the next day, all of a sudden, I had this desire um, to just read the Word and understand the Word. Um, my wife will also tell you I drive her totally, drove her totally insane. Because I would always ask her, what does this mean? What does this mean? What are they talking about here? What are they talking about here? But, like, I just had the desire to just read the word, read the word. Eventually, uh, I did get involved with ministry. I helped the, um, lead the, the youth ministry at the church I was at. Hey, Lucy. Got some, some. There's some people here that are like, I'm grown up already, but they were in the youth when, when I, was, I was doing youth. Still smaller people. <laughs> And then, yeah, I just carried on from there, just um, had some bumps in the road. But, yeah, my, my salvation, it's not a, a, this awesome salvation test me, but my life changed from, from being like really bad apple to, to just focusing on God, focusing on God and just, and just, just wanting to, to be involved. Every, every opportunity I have, I want to be involved with it. That's why I'm going on missions with Andre in December. So uh, there's opportunity, I'm, I'm there, I'm, I want to do it. So that's, that's a little bit of a, my story, nothing as, as great as some other people, but there was something that happened in terms of um, an experience, so the question to you, Alan, would be, tell me one of your experiences where God really touched you, okay, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but I went to a conference with Randy Clark, uh, you all know Randy Clark, most of you would have heard about Randy Clark, yes, no? He's got this massive healing ministry and like really awesome speaker. Goes to conferences and he came to South Africa once in 1998. So yeah, that's quite a while ago. But yeah, I went to this conference and he was talking about um, Jacob, the story of Jacob when Jacob um, was touched by God. He didn't want to leave God. He said, no, "I'm not leaving you until you bless me." And I was sitting there, I'm thinking, okay. Uh, I can, I can associate with this. You know, I, I need a touch from God. So let me read the verse quickly um, before we, we, we get there. So the main, the main verse is in Genesis 32, verse 24 to 30. And it says, Then Jacob was left alone, and, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of a joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So I thought, okay, cool, I can do this. So I I stood there, I was somewhere near the front on the aisle. I said, I stood there and said, Okay, Lord, bless me. I'm not moving, yeah. I don't care if everyone leaves, bless me, I'm not moving. And I'm going to ask Andre to to come up as a uh, as a prop quickly, but I'm a little bit afraid because these pastors would come and they'd lay hands on me can lay hands on me, but, oh, but, but just just don't let me fall in the spirit. Otherwise, uh, there's someone else will have to take over the message, okay? <laughs> and I was laying like this. No, I'm not going down. I'm not going down. I thought, I'm not going to let this pastor push me over, you know? So I thought, no, this is a man thing that you fall over with with the spirit. So. And then another one came, and I was standing there. And the guy comes and puts his hand on me. I said, no, okay, I'm not moving over. <laughs> Thanks, Andre. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so I thought, okay, I was a little bit close to it. And then, then there was no one around, and I'm standing there. And next minute, bang, down, like man down, man down. Relay will probably know I did. I did this at uh, at Zambia, but it was quite funny. We had an interpreter that was doing every action I did. So I, f- I actually fell on the ground. This ground's a little bit a little bit hard, so I didn't fall, but I actually fell on the ground, and and then my interpreter fell on the ground with me. <laughs> I, I stood up. And then I, I had a head rush, so I like kind of leaned against him, and he fell over again. so it was actually a comedy of errors <laughs> but it was cool and and then all of a sudden, this is the cool part now so i hit the I hit the deck and then and then I, I almost had like a vision um, where I was lying there and and I could see my hands were on fire and I, and I had this these nails through, through my hand, like, like Jesus' hands were nailed to the cross. So I had these hands full of fire and, and, and this, this, this nail through my hands and I could just feel God's love. It just, I just felt God's love just so real. And, and I just lay there for, I don't, I don't even know how long I lay there. And, and then I got up and I was drunk. It was like I was drunk. I couldn't walk. I was staggering around. If you, if you, if you weren't in a church, you probably would have thought I just came out of a pub. I couldn't walk. And I couldn't drive. So I had to ask one of the youth that came with me, I said, can you drive? He doesn't have a license, but I said, can you drive? Because there's no way I'm driving home. He said, yeah, know you can drive. I said, he has the keys, take me home. <laughs> so um, it, was, it was amazing for me. And, and, and that turned, turned my life around. From from that time, I also started speaking in tongues, but the church I was, didn't, was in didn't really uh, sort of help us sort of develop that that speaking in tongues, so I kind of kept it in reserve. Um, but, but I started speaking just slowly, one or two words, and eventually I, I started able to speak in tongues better. But th- there was a shift in my spirit. There I, I had an encounter with God, which changed my life totally. And it was only because I said, I'm not moving. I, I, was, I was saying, I'm, I'm going to do what Jacob did. I was hoping I wasn't going to get a sore hip or anything, but I, I said, bless me. I'm not moving until you bless me. And sometimes we need to do that. We need to, if you're feeling, if you're in a spot where, where, where you feel God hasn't touched you, if you're in a spot where, where you feel God is, 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 is not good for you, you know, you're not feeling the goodness of God, if you're feeling that God has left you to the side and things are happening, then you've got to just push in. You've got to say, God, I'm not leaving here. Even if it's, even if it's here, um, someone will be here until everyone is gone. So if there's someone here that doesn't want to leave until God touches him, then, then this is it. Uh, there's, there's a few people with keys for the church. Uh, I'll, I'll stay behind until whatever time if we need to. Okay, so, so that, that, that's, a, that's a, something that happened to me which was, which was really special. And, and you need to find moments like that in your life. If, if you, you don't, it doesn't have to be as, as wow or, or anything, but you need to find moments where you encounter God, where you really encounter the love of God in your life. Could be during worship, and God just gives you that, that that feeling that you're just overwhelmed with His love. It could be being slain in the spirit. It could be in various ways. Okay, one or two other questions. Ellen, tell me, recently the, you've got a testimony about your father, where where you've shared um, that it's had a big impact on your life. Yes, thank you for that question. Uh, I. Recently, my dad. My dad had pancreatic cancer, and he's been going up and down, but he's been okay. Um, and first, first thing I want want to mention is convergence. Um, part of my one of my testimonies is uh, I decided I, my dad wasn't a, a born again Christian. He came from an Anglican church, I think, so he didn't really know about relationships. So I said, okay, we went down to convergence two years ago, I think it was, and I invited my dad to come to to the service. It was Rick Reshaw, who's one of the preachers there. He was preaching on the Sunday. So I said, come, my mom and dad must come. So they came with, and I had a vision of my dad going forward, and and me standing next to him, bawling my eyes out, while he was giving his life to the Lord. So I had this picture, and I, I said, I'm waiting, waiting. They have an altar call, nothing happens. So I said, okay, Lord, if this is from you, you're going to make another altar call. So they make another altar call. So I said, told my, my folks, Dad, I saw this picture, you know, are you wanting to respond? He says, yes, he does want to respond. He was 86 years old, and he gave his life to the Lord. We've been praying for him for years and years, and every time I go to Cape Town, I just chat to him, you know, just try and chat a little bit more about, about Christianity and take my sermons and take my missions trips and show him what all has been happening. And, and two years ago, he gave his life to the Lord, which is, like, awesome. That's, like, it's special for me to, for, for a son, to be part of your father's salvation. It's just it's just priceless. Then, earlier this year, while I was on the Zambia trip, um, I actually had a dream, and that dream led me to phone my parents, and then I found out that my dad was in hospital, and he wasn't doing very well. Uh, It wasn't, oh, sorry, I forgot. Let me just go back a step. Um, After he he got saved, we were praying for him. He had pancreatic cancer, and we prayed for him, and long story short, his, his cancer shrunk that the oncologist said, oh, well come back in a year's time we'll just see how it's going so it wasn't even an issue so god healed him of his cancer as well just like a bonus amen so yo at, at in zambia on this mission trip and we, i get this call and then um my dad's not doing well; he's in hospital so so initially i said okay team let's just pray about it you know and then on the saturday we were um had our off day some of us were bungee jumping and going to go see Vic Falls. And, uh, and then we said, okay, let's pray. And I said, look, guys, in my spirit, I, I feel my dad's not going to make it. I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to pull through this. We can, we can pray, but I, I'm feeling that's not what is going to happen. I, I, I'm feeling he's, he, his time is up and he needs, to, he needs to go. Which is fine because it, it, didn't, it gave me more peace about whatever's going to happen. So the Sunday we arrived back from Zambia, the Monday I flew to Cape Town. Spent the week there in Cape Town with my dad, and the Thursday he actually passed away. But w- what was so special, which really touched me, was being able to just share with my dad and tell him, "Look, look, Dad, you've given your life to to the Lord. You're going. You, if you need to go, you can go. You can. You, where you're going? There's no Alzheimer's. You know what's that? Alzheimer's. No Alzheimer's. No cancer. No pain. No nothing. Just go and be at peace if you if you want to go. It's like kind of a weird thing a son says to their father. You know, it's like you can go. It's cool." Um, and then the Thursday morning, we, we, we got phoned to say, you know, he's had a bad turn, come quickly. So we rushed over to the hospital, and we, he was lying there, and we were praying, praying for him. And, and, it, and it was, as I was praying, I actually prayed, you know, in Jesus' name, we, 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 we offer up my dad's spirit to you right now. And, and as I said that, he just stopped breathing and, and almost got a sense that his spirit just lifted up and left. And I'm getting emotional, <laughs> but but for me that was like so special to to just release my father to heaven. It, it's like the most amazing thing. And then I gave the eulogy and and shared the two the two two things that stuck out most about my dad was when he got saved and when he died. And it's like weird, but it was it was. Everyone came afterwards and came to me and said, "Oh, it was, you know, such a blessing that he was a Christian and things like that." So it, it obviously touched one or two other people, but. It's nice to be able to say that. It's really great to be able to use that as as something that God has used to the good as well. Amen. Okay, missions. Andre mentioned some missions. So I want to talk about one or two short mission stories. um, Also about how God has used that in my life as well. Um, I went to India two, three years ago. I can't remember. Last year, two years ago. Last year, we went to Tanzania. And this year, I went to Zambia. And God has used those mission trips in such a way that I've, I've grown, I think, exponentially. Um, just to give you an example, in in um, Tanzania, we had this whole program set up because we had to go minister to about a 1,000 um, students in, in Dar es Salaam. So we had this program set up. We're going to do Encounter One. We're going to do Deliverance and all these kind of things. We shortened it and everything. And then when we got there, we realized... This ain't going to work. No program. So we had to take everything we prepared and chuck it in the bin. So now we've got the rest of the week, and we've got a place to go to. So we, we, we tried the first session, and that kind of didn't work so well. Some people were blessed, but that was cool. So then we were on, a, on the way to the next session, which was, uh, I think, the engineering campus. And we, we arrived there, and the guys, the team is saying, what are we going to do? And I'm thinking, okay, Ashley's laughing at the back. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, so I'm thinking, okay, God, you need, to, you need to, like, pitch up now because we, we're going to be in standing. I think there were about, I don't know, 150, 200 students. And, yeah, we're standing in front of you. It's like me coming in and thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? What am I going to say to you? Um, so I'm saying, okay, God, what are we doing tonight? So uh, God told me, okay, just focus on words of knowledge and prophecy. It's like, okay, can do that. Cool. So I said, "Okay, well, then you better tell the rest of my team this as well, because I'm going to rely on them." So I got up, shared whatever was on my heart, and then I, I said, "And and I'm trusting that that the rest of the missions team members are going to have a word of knowledge or a word of prophecy." And I'm standing there. for okay, I'm blind in my right side, and I, I asked him to come and stand on my right side. So I couldn't really see if anyone was coming. I'm just saying, "Lord, please let them be next to me by the time I stop." And and yeah, God pitched up, I look, and then there's a whole row of missions team members ready to just give away. God just downloaded messages, downloaded prophecies into every one of the missions team members. And there's a picture, I think, of Ashley and Tersha, and just go a little bit further. There we go. There's Ash and Megan, Eloise, Tersh, Rosie, and everyone else came after it. So every single one of the missions team members, God gave them a word, and they stood up, and then the night just went wild from there. We just praying for people, saving people, healing people. It, it, was, it was, it was, and it's just because it was God. We, we had absolutely nothing to do with it because we'd say, "Lord, please help." So my trust and 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 realizing the how to how to rely on God's Spirit, how to rely on the Holy Spirit, was just just went wild for me, and, and it carried on like that. From there, we went Sunday, and we. The, the, the church said, no, we've got to do a door-to-door evangelism. So we go into a campus, we knock on the door, and we say, like, do you know Jesus kind of thing. And I thought, oh, not too keen on that, you know, um, not really my scene. So I said, no, I felt we needed to teach their ministry team how to operate in the word of knowledge. So we said, okay, let's rather do it this way. We convinced them, and, and, and we, we we waited on, on, on God's presence, and, and God gave words, but he got, gave words to the the. The, the Tanzanian people that were were the ministry team. And we said, okay, you guys get the words, and we go. And it, and it was amazing. I got it wrong. <laughs> I got a word which was totally wrong, so I was like, okay, that didn't work out so well as a, as a teacher, it was like trying to teach someone how it works, and I got it wrong. But the guy that was with me got a word about some Muslim guy, and he, and he found this guy um, um, decanting water. It's exactly the guy that God showed him, and he went to him. He said he's going to have... Questions on Christianity, and he had questions on Christianity, and it just blew his mind. And for the rest of that week, this guy's name was Elvis. He was just he was just on fire everywhere he went. He was just praying for people, speaking to people, telling them what God is saying, and, and it just blew his mind that God would speak to him and it was actually happening. And even the near to the end, we arrived and like five minutes before the service, they they said, Okay, what are we doing? They asked, What are we doing? I said, I have no idea. Just with it we 'll we'll see what God says when we start, you know, and then, as we started, I felt we had to talk about healing, so I shared something, Rosie and Ashley shared something, and then then we we we, we prayed and i think forty forty or so people came up for for prayer for healing and it 's just amazing how God pitches up each and every time, and it 's about just relying on his on his on his spirit in a missions setup you, you don 't have a choice in church, you have a choice you you can go and sit at the there, And you can just no, I can be not involved, but in a mission setup, you don't have a choice. You're in front of someone. You have to. You have to. You have to do something about it. Okay, and the same in Zambia. When we went to Zambia, same thing. Got there, we had a program. We had was a conference we were going to, so we did have to have uh, teachings for the conference, which was good to prepare. But when we arrived, they didn't have any multimedia. We didn't have any of the things that were promised us, so we had to change the program again. It's like okay, cool. We're kind of used to this. God will just make a way. And yeah, and then the Sunday, five minutes before the the Sunday service, I I find out I'm supposed to be preaching, which I wasn't supposed to be preaching. It's like, oh, okay. It's like telling Clint, okay, Clint, you are preaching today, bro? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> so I told the pastor, this Bishop Joseph, I said, uh, I haven't prepared. So he says, oh, don't worry, go prepare. Five minutes, like, okay. <laughs> but again, God just pitched up and he just he just took over. Um, Another encounter that I had in, in um, uh, Tanzania, sorry, um, Zambia, the one day we went to go pray for this one church and we went to go pray for this pastor, Solomon. And I was praying for him and he was speaking in tongues and I, I had an interpretation for tongues, which was the first time I had that. And then while I was praying for him, I, I felt almost that I, well, I was getting close to the face of God, that I couldn't actually handle it anymore. I, I actually, I was bawling... The shaking and I had to pull away because if I carried on praying, I thought I was going to die. That's how, that's the feeling that I had. It was just so intense. Um, and yeah, it's just those, those kind of situations really build you up as a person and, and, and really tell you that, that you are, you are empowered by God. And remember, it's, it's a little old me, a little nobody. One or two others I want to share before I go into the, in, into the, into the word of God. Um, the one time we were in India. See what happens on missions. Eh? If you guys don't go on missions, you miss out. Eh? We went to India, and we, and we went to a school. And we had to pray for a couple of all the kids. There's a picture of, just go a little bit further on. There's a picture of me with three little Indian dudes. There we go. So we had to pray. So what we did is I, I had these four guys I had, to pro, I had to prophesy over. So we were sitting on steps like this. And I was sitting here and we had, I had these three oaks around me, four oaks around me. So I'm praying, praying in tongues first, and then, then I start prophesying over the first guy. And like, like, it must have been about two, three seconds, this guy goes like this. And, and, he, and he falls asleep. So I think, I think, okay, either I'm very boring, or they're very tired, or there's something wrong here, but I'm going to carry on. So I pray for the next guy. And I start praying for him, I prophesy over him, and then he falls over onto his body. I thought, no, this is a bit weird now. Pray right, with the third guy, same thing happens. There's only one guy that didn't fall over, but there's a body of kids here. I'm thinking, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> but I said, okay, whatever. And I left them there to lie there and carry it on somewhere else. <laughs> but, but God does strange things. And I mean, again, I, I did nothing. I'm just like praying, and all of a sudden they just like flop over one by one. So, yeah, God, God does strange things and can do strange things through, through you and, and, and me. Um, I mentioned something earlier about getting a word from God. And sometimes we don't realize the value that that has in a person's life. Um, one Sunday morning, yeah, I had, I had a word of knowledge for someone, uh, a guy in a black and blue and black striped shirt or something like that, and, the, and he's going through relationship problems, and he, he, uh, the, the, the saying, cowboys don't cry, comes to mind. So I left it, I gave it, and then I was praying for someone else and then this this guy I think Andre brought him to me and says, "No, that this guy wants to speak to you and he said that's me. He was speaking to me, and he was a visitor to the church and and God spoke directly to him. he was going through relationship problems, but now, the value of that is he him and his girlfriend recommitted their life to the Lord um, he he 's turned from from the things that he was doing um, and and if you unfortunately he 's moved out of town now, otherwise he could be integrated into it, into it, into the church a bit better but but the, just from one word, it saved his life it, it seriously would have, it seriously saved his life because he would have gone in the, in the opposite direction and maybe if i didn 't share that word, he, he might not have been saved so a lot of times we get that and we keep quiet and, and that 's very dangerous because we, we we could be messing with someone 's life and in that case I'm, I'm glad i 'm glad I stood up and I said it, whether it was right or wrong. I don't mind. I can look like a fool. It doesn't bother me. So, so yeah, just, just knowing that God, God uses you. But there's times that you also feel you're not that effective, and that's happened to me. Where I've prayed for someone in, in Tanzania. I prayed for a guy, a little boy with cerebral palsy, and I was, I was expecting this guy to just jump up and like, yeah, I'm healed, you know. And, and, and afterwards it's like, okay, still the same. That sucks. Come on, he should be healed, and and it didn't happen. It's like, okay, well, I just hope God heals him sometime. You know, it wasn't today or some other time. I um, prayed for some people in Tanzania as well that had um, HIV, and I was hoping that you won't know it straight away. Obviously, but I was hoping I'd get a call from 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 Doris saying, "Yes, I got healed of 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 HIV AIDS." I haven't got that phone call yet. Maybe it still happens. I don't know. Um, I've been praying for my eye almost every night. I pray for my eye. Open up, not healed yet. And I, I can't explain it, but you've got to keep on doing it. You've got to keep on doing it. So you have, you have times where you're going to feel let down. You're going to feel, okay, I'm not that effective. But it doesn't matter. You just keep on doing it. Randy Clark, he said he prayed for about a 1,000 people before he had his first healing. Todd White, some of you might know Todd White, same thing. He said he prayed for about a 1,000 people before he had his start, started having his first healing. These guys today, they just put their hands on the person's healed like that. So I don't know where I am. I've probably only prayed for hundred or so people so I've still got a way to go so I'm going to any opportunity I'm going to get I'm going to pray for someone so I can kind of get closer to letting it happen like that just because you just rely on God's presence so much amen okay I've got I've got two short videos that I want to show little testimonies it's it's actually two of the members that were on the Zambia missions team and it's just five minutes between the two so I just want to quickly share that watch that and then we can carry on
1: they kind of put us on the spot yesterday To prophesy about a word of knowledge For, for someone <coughs> um, So uh, we were standing in front And then um, I just saw a man walking in um, With the white and black jersey And I just felt um, dancing So I thought, oh my word Obviously it's their culture <laughs> they all like dancing and singing But I well, I don't have anything else So <laughs> let's go with this um, And then I just felt that God saying that he he really has uh, um, loved dancing and singing and praising God in that specific way. Um, and he said, he smiled and said yes, and I said okay. And then later on, we spoke to another pastor, and he confirmed that um, that he was actually a, a, a worship leader. Um, he's a part of another church and was a worship leader. And it wasn't going too well with him, or he was a bit discouraged. I think he said, yeah. um, so that was. Building faith, obviously, so much more. Um, and then this morning, when we were, were singing, um, everyone was singing together, um, and, and everyone started praying, which is fantastic, um, in all their languages and very loud, so it was very nice. Um, I got this uh, pain in my right top jaw, like a mole. Um, and, and it wasn't like sharp, sharp pain that you thought, oh, my words something wrong and it was just almost a knock as a reminder as a test to test. so I, and I thought oh, I think it's that I think it's that so I I, I I, felt that God is saying there's someone here that we have to pray for um, that's got pain in their mouth or jaw or teeth um, and it didn't make sense first I wanted to um, sort it out of my head And think Okay But the bishop's going to preach So um, Are we going to go afterwards Or before Or um, Maybe we we'll must leave it for later And then I thought Okay Just do this Otherwise <laughs> you're not going to do this So I went to Alan And then he said Oh fantastic Because he's preaching And I was like Whoa. Okay So um, <laughs> Okay that's true So um, He called me up To give the word of knowledge and, and I was explaining it to people And then three ladies stood up And I was very surprised. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then I prayed for all three of them, and they said the pain was gone. So I re- really believe that. So for me, um, that's building my faith for, for all the things that are going out in the community now that I've never done. So I'm really having faith for that. And also, um, while while Alan was preaching, I just realized um, revelation for me is the most important thing. Um, is, is people's hearts. And if they are, um what's that, last word? Except, ex- expectant. <laughs> <expected, laughs> yeah, then it feels you can, can do anything. Um yeah, And, yeah, so it's us feeling, kneeling, God's pudding, God putting a of <laughs> our Amen. 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 <laughs>
2: Um, the Word of knowledge I had before we even came here about that pastor who's got financial issues. It's just amazing that um, when I when we got here, like you look around, and say, okay, is this guy actually? Yeah, you know what I mean. And when when we had the, we, we had a call we had words of knowledge for people, and like you said, but there's the man sitting like right, sitting right there, and you identify, him, and, like, and you call him up and you said, but he's even got the scar on his face that I saw two months ago. Wow so it's like wow <laughs> like, you know then you just know that God is in it and he's it's, it's definitely a word for that man and it's it's just I, I shared the word with me and, and he accepted me and he appreciated the word too so yeah that was awesome also nothing that happened last, last night when we were praying for people a lady came up to me and um, said so she's been battling with constant headaches and and um pain in her eyes and I prayed for healing for, for that and uh It was just awesome that um, she said the pains are gone. So it's big thing for me is just amazing that God can use me. It's it's just me, and yeah, He uses me to, and I'm able to do things like that in His glory. It's just fantastic.
0: Yeah. Amen. Awesome. We got we got a whole couple of gigs of videos of all the different people sharing testimonies, but it's like what Bradley said. It's Little, he can use little old me. He can use little of him. Can use relay. Can use me. Can use every single one of you. And it's not that he can; he wants to. God wants to use each and every one of us. And all we need to do is stand up and say, "Here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am. Use me." What I want to do, I just want to share some some of God's word, and, and we need to declare that. You need to believe it and declare it over yourselves. And and then then I, I want to, I want to pray for us. So we're almost almost done. The, the first passage of scripture I want to share is Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Most of you should know this, but get um, up there, cool. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe the things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you to the end of the age. So, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He has said to us, Go. So it's not Andre saying who's going to be there next Saturday or next Sunday night. It's Jesus saying, "Go, go to Southernwood, go to the outreach, go." Um, the next next verse is Acts one verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends and to the uh, what, and to the end of the earth. And I want us to declare something now that I am empowered by the Holy Spirit because that's what that verse says. You, you will be empowered. You will receive power. So let's just say that together. I am empowered with, with, um, by the Holy Spirit. Okay. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. Just say it again. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you, if you do not believe that, then, then you, 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 need to, you need to get to a point where you, you believe it because it's no use saying that and then you, you're going out and doing things in your own strength. You've got to believe that you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. If, you, if you've given your life to the Lord, you've, and you've, you've asked for, for Jesus to come into your heart, His Spirit comes into you. And, and that Spirit empowers us. So if you're a Christian sitting here today, you, you, and you're not feeling empowered, then, then I, I just want to encourage you to, to, to push in until you, are, you can accept this verse, and accept it in your, in your life, and let it, let it be natural for you. Okay, or, sorry. Also, Acts 2, verse 17 to 18. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, um, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Okay, how many of you have prophesied before? Those of you that have not prophesied before, you need to either today or ask someone to pray for you so that God can give you a prophetic word for someone. It's for everyone. It says all flesh, doesn't it? I will pour my spirit on all flesh. So all flesh is every single person here. God wants every single one of us to be able to prophesy, to bring a word of knowledge, to pray for the sick and heal. Every single one of us. No exclusions. No exclusions. So I, I, I want you to, to think about that and think that God, if, 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 you, if, if you desire the gifts, desire prophecy, desire all the gifts of healing, desire them, God will give it to you. God said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. No exclusions. Okay, then also John 14, 12 to 14 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me and the works that I do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that my father may be glorified in the son and and, and again from, from a declaration point of view and sometimes it's difficult to say that but god wants me to do greater works Well, god wants to do greater works through me can we say that god wants to do greater works through me God wants to do greater works through me. Amen. And again, you've got to believe it. You've got to believe that going to go pray for a person and get half a healing is not what God wants. God wants you to go there, pray for the person, and he's healed or she's healed like that. That's what, that's what God is wanting from us. So don't expect anything less. You don't go with a half a spirit and say, okay, I'm well, not too sure. I'll just pray. Go there, expect it. God is ex- expecting greater works. So we, we need to expect that as well. And then Isaiah um, 61, also a very well-known verse. Um, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news or good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound, to comfort all who mourn, to counsel those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And again, we need to, when you read this, you need to declare it. You need to say... Um, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. God has anointed me to preach. I'm preaching today. And I must say, I always get nervous when I preach, so I don't know, God must have some um, other agendas because I always feel I'm not good enough when I come up here. But he has anointed me to preach, therefore I come up and I'll preach, it's cool. He has anointed me to heal, to, to lay hands on people and heal. He has anointed me and you. He has anointed us to proclaim liberty for those that are, are stuck and bound. They, they, they're in this, this, this situation where they feel they can't get out. They've got chains around them, and, and they feel there's no way out. It's just spiraling down. He has, he has anointed us to, to set those people free. When we pray for them, those chains are broken. When we change, the, the darkness flees. They, they are set free to comfort people, to counsel people, to give joy. So... so Believe that over yourself. Read these verses. Go back and read these verses and declare it over and over and over again and believe it. But what you've got to keep in mind, and um, uh, I think Relay said that, is it's, it's about the heart and about love and about being expectant. And there's a verse in 1 Corinthians where it talks about you can prophesy, you do all these miracles, you do all these things. I think the verse is up there. But if you go to 1 Corinthians 13... If you have not love, then there's nothing. So if you do all of this out of yourself, you go and lay hands on people, and you prophesy over people, but it's not in love, then it's worthless. So you must have love for the person, must love, love the Lord, and that love is what is going to let the Spirit unlock your potential. Okay, there's a few keys for unlocking your potential. Some of them we mentioned already, and then, then, then we can um, just... Ask God what He's going to do next, but basically you need to accept the word. So those verses that I mentioned there, if you don't accept those verses in your life, then then I actually want to pray for you. We can, I'm not going to call you forward. We can do that just now, but I, I want to I want to pray pray for you for that. I don't know. Maybe the band or Dion can just come up in the meantime, um, so that w- when we when we when we just ask God to 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 give. Almost his blessing over certain areas in people's lives, then then, then 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 we're kind of ready for that. So, so if you don't accept his his word, then then it's going to be a stumbling block. So you need to accept God's word in your life, truly accept it. You need to have your own story and testimonies. If I didn't go step out and go to these mission trips and and attend church and say okay, I'll do these things and and, and do these prophetic weekends and things like that. I wouldn't have known, I wouldn't have been able to develop stories and testimonies. And it was quite an easy sermon today because I'm just talking about stories, so it's like nothing, nothing hectic, but it's because God has given me these stories. So if you don't have stories, you need to start looking for stories. You need to start looking for testimonies. And the only way you do that is by going out, going out and speaking to someone, and praying for someone, going to Southernwood Church, being part of what's happening there, and, and seeing what God wants to do through you. Um, so yeah, and then uh, there is a verse here I want to just mention from Randy Clark, maybe just to fin- finish off before we, 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 we're just going to spend some time in prayer. But there's a, there's a um, quote from Randy Clark. He says, Faith that moves mountains is not what you believe God can do. It's what you expect he's about to do. So again, it's not a second-rate gospel where, 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 you, where, you, where you think um, God can do this. God God can move here. It's about you expecting God to move without, without taking anything for granted. But you've got to come there expectant. And Relay also said it, and that's why, that's why I actually used her, her testimony because it, it, it tied in exactly with what I was wanting to say. You, we must be expectant of God using little old me. I see myself as a nobody, but yet God has done things through me. And it's not of me, it's of, of God. And each and every one of us sitting here, God wants to use each and every one of us exactly the same.